0: Hello, hello. Pete Osland from the Left, Right, Middle, where each week we talk about topics, current events, geopolitical events, p- politics, potentially, all from the Left, Right, Middle perspective, where it applies. Uh, so welcome again uh, to, uh, to this week. I'm going to take a little bit of a different angle this week because one of the, I mentioned that early on when we sort of introduced this podcast and uh, sort of the setup to it, I also said that I wanted to, at times cover society and cultural issues. In fact, I think I'm classified as a society cultural podcast, if you will. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna tackle something today. That sort of falls into that that topical type of a heading. Uh, before doing that, for those of you that are uh, looking at the video, of this you probably notice my backdrop's a little bit different today. Um, not my sort of. Boring home office, if you will. This this is not a fake backdrop. You know how you can do those fake backdrops and make you look like you're in, I don't know, in the Alps in Europe or something like that. Uh, incidentally, this is this is live footage from my van uh, where I am dropping this recording uh, today, and uh, here in Central Oregon. And you can kind of kind of see my paneling of the van, and uh, you know, it's a little bit of an overcast day. But you know, here I am in the high desert and. I don't know. I kind of felt like mixing it up and from time to time I want to do this. Uh, So uh, here we go. And yeah, I'm one of these van guys and uh, you know what I've sort of found out about the van crowd is that (laughs) we have uh, haters and non-haters, if you will, uh, of different types of vans, which I think is a bit silly because um, I I purchased this when I was 50 years old and I'm now 53 after you know, a lot of years of work and sacrifice, (laughs) decided to indulge a little bit. But the reality is, um, it sort of fits in line with the topic we're going to talk about today, which is uh, turning 50s, Uh, turning 50 and what that means. And and why, you know, why did I want to talk about this? Because I think there's all these inflection points in our life. and And this might apply to turning 40 or 30 or whatever. And, you know, we're always trying to you know, navigate our lives and be uh, present, be happy, be productive. I mean, there isn't probably anybody that doesn't have some sort of goal along those lines, right? And so um, I kind of picked up on this one because I sit down and I have coffee with a lot of people. It helps me get material for for the podcast. I mean, as you know, that's, I think, part of this process is engaging with those around you and sort of figuring out what topics are most germane and and that sort of thing. So each week we we kind of go down that path and, and I try to do my research and dig in and give us independence, something to to think about and ponder as we make decisions about our life. But, uh, this one sort of developed naturally as I've sitting down on these topics with different friends and incidentally, most are in their fifties, some in their forties. And I, I got to say, I got a overall sort of, um, I don't know if disposition's the right word or just, um, you know, sort of toned as sometimes these conversations where I feel like people aren't as settled as they would like to be in their 50s. And so I wanted to do a little bit of digging on this and figure out, okay, well, uh, why is that? And what can we do to address this point of our lives and put ourselves in a better place to be happy, more participating society and things like that nature. Now, incidentally, um, and this is probably stating the obvious, but I I sometimes think, you know, indulging too much in the news or in sort of world affairs and, you know, wrapping up in these kind of topics and reading the news. I mean, there's a lot of negativity that comes through that. And so, you know, when when I have this podcast and I'm dealing with sometimes these contentious topics, I mean, I don't know, sometimes I think, am I feeding into this uh, sort of discourse? So, uh, you know, I want to sometime pull back from that and look at more sort of societal issues too. And, um, and, and sort of see how we can think about that stuff. So here's what I started. And I'm just going to tell you about some of the people I sat down with. I mean, I'm not going to name any names, but kind of like the broad perspective of, you know, folks that I visited with. And then, you know, what I'm feeling is the tension, you know, as a result of that and sort of what my research showed us about turning 50 and, um, and sort of how we can become, you know, and, you know, find ourselves moving towards a better place in our fifties and our sixties. So, so overall, so let's just sort of jump in. You know, I met with, uh, for example, a guy that's been running not-for-profits for a long time. Um, and, you know, mostly what I'm finding when people are sort of in this period of their lives, they spend a lot of time in one particular career path. In this case, this guy's not-for-profits forever. And then they find that it maybe it wasn't as rewarding as they wanted to be. And they're trying to make a transition. And it's a daunting thing in your 50s to undertake a transition, right? And so I, don't, I think that's a contributing factor of what I'm seeing about the, across these different people that I've interviewed and you know, had discussions about sort of where they're at with their happiness, if you will, you know, in a generic sort of sense. I also talked to a guy that was transitioning out of the mortgage business, okay? So 20 years in the mortgage business, and he you, you know, lack of a better word, sort of sick of it. You know, so now trying to self-identify with a new potential career, maybe there's a divorce in there, right? And, and how does that sort of factor into what your life goals were and with how you saw yourself? I've met with teachers that are done teaching. You know, they're now 20 years in, but you know, more or less they get their summers off. How are they going to transition out of teaching, right? And so, you, we're not terribly well set up as a society and uh, to allow for these transitions without sort of major setbacks or disturbances in your existing life right which could include like you know losing health care and stuff like that. Uh, I've met with doctors you know a doctor friend that um, can't work at the same pace anymore and you know this started developing in his 40s and 50s. Now he has made a pretty sizable transition where he's able to work two weeks uh, out of the month uh, sort of uh, in, in this context and so like I said, some people find a way out of this and try to regain their balance. I've met with a guy that's a lawyer that, you know, has done that for 25 years. Again, how's he going to be able to transition out of that profession and into something else and maintain the same sort of income. And, uh, in his particular case, um, doing something more drastic, you know, going overseas and investing in a business over there, you know, as he becomes an empty nester. So, um, you you might be forced into making these more significant changes in your life. And I'm not, I I guess from where I'm sitting, it seems like that's one of the, when I started doing my research on this, this is one of the necessary steps in order to find happiness. So footnote that or put a pin in it. Let's come back to that because I think there's, um, there's something in the data on the research side of this, at least from, therapists or psychologists seem to suggest that might be one of the ways we resolve things, right? Um, I met with an entrepreneur, a couple of these guys, they don't know what to do next. Maybe they've had some good exits and they have uh, good financial outcomes. Some may not have, right? And they expected that by the time of their life. But even what I found, even for the ones that have and have not, let's say one's had, you know, a sizable outcome and another one hasn't, um, the one that has isn't necessarily happier. I mean, they're a little bit more secure in their lives, right? Because they have sort of um, more financial resources and maybe have been able to take care of their kids in different ways and things like that. But in other ways they're, I wouldn't say unhappy, but um, they feel uh, perhaps more rudderless than they did uh, to use a ship analogy when they did, when they were commanding a ship. Okay. Uh, back in uh, whatever their roles in their entrepreneurial endeavors. So you know, uh, that's, and that's not even including everybody I've talked to. So that's a relatively large cross-section of people um, that I've had these conversations with. And so when I started to sort of see this theme of, again, I hate to generalize uh, unhappiness, maybe it's unsettled, um, I started to sort of digging into why, you know, and, and uh, came across some a, a couple of interesting articles and piecing this together. And one was titled quote unquote, your 50s will probably be the most unhappy time of your life. Well, that's kind of depressing. Right. And, you know, and and so I guess the better question is why, why would this be the case? So I, I kind of started breaking it down. Okay. What's working, (laughs) what's working for us in our 50s and what's working against us. Right. And so I think one of the, Drivers, at least from what I will able to sort of cross section of articles on this topic, was people that felt uh, maybe why they feel this way or why why sort of there's a sort of general sense of it. Um, You know, they feel like they should be at the peak. Career is the big thing, right? So the first kind of sort of leg of the stool of maybe why we're not feeling, um, you know, as settled or as happy again to use that word as as we might expect to be is, you know, one, they should, they they have the sense they should be at the peak of their careers by their fifties. Okay. So, and there's some people that are and either place kind of could be, I might be a little bit disappointed. You might be at the peak of your career making great money, but not, not satisfied with your work. So I would say that that's one class of people that I met with. Another one could be like, they're at the peak of their career or their expertise but they haven't seen the results that they expected. Usually that has to do with sort of financial outcomes, but sometimes it's just sort of like gratification from the job. I mean, I might put a teacher in that category, right. That's 20 years in, um, or someone's run their own mortgage business, but you know, is sort of tired of the, I don't know, the lack of learning or the mundane work. And so sort of, you know, the next question becomes what what are you going to do about it? But before we get there, let's, I kind of wanted to sort of see the why in this case and then, uh, figure out what were some of the recommendations that were prescribed potentially, I don't want to say addressing, but just sort of um, moving in a place where you can kind of move out of that, um, that space in your life. Uh, in fact, uh, this is an issue. This is from a, an article that um, I think it's Huffington Post, or is actually National Geographic is kind of, uh, quoted in. So I'll just sort of read you this because I I think it summarizes pretty nicely. Our 50s were supposed to be the age when when things got easier. Settled careers, settled marriages, settled finances. But for many of us, it's one big fat disappointment. Just 3% of people in their 50s like they're living, feel like they're living, quote unquote, their best possible life. According to new data from AARP and National Geographic. So my hunch of, uh, gosh, this is a broader populate, percentage of population that maybe that I would have anticipated ended up being kind of right. And I'm like, that's pretty disappointing. And I want to talk about, on a personal level, three years ago, uh, again, coming back to this as we sort of prescribe, or I prescribes the wrong word, but we look for ways out of this where I was at three years ago. Now, I'm now 53. Um, I guess squarely in my 50s, almost 54. And and I'm not pretending that I've totally resolved this issue as well. I mean, I think any, in any time you have your days, right, your good days, your bad days. But, you know, can I put myself in a position where I have more more good days than bad? <laughs> right? Isn't that what we're all going for? So um, so kind of a, the way my mind was working, um, you know, I started to put this stuff into, you know, what's working for you and what's working against you. Um, so, but before sort started of going down I kind of trying to codify this, uh, there's some other interesting points, this article had to make, it's where National Geographic. And these are just ways describing this transition. And incidentally, you probably have these same kind of transitions in your twenties and thirties. And I have to guess some of the things that lack of a better word or prescribed or suggestive as sort of, um, off ramps or ways to sort of reinvent yourself or they're, they're probably similar in nature and some of it's going to maybe. You know uh, seem obvious when we sort of break it down but um so one author described the 50s are essentially the eighth grade of adulthood which i thought was interesting a weird station between two worlds We're too old to play with the young kids yet not old enough to hang with the seniors okay so that was one thing um and it it sounded like the comparison isn't that far fetched right i mean when you're in eighth grade you're um you're, you're kind of trying, you're, you're, you're coming out of middle school and you're trying to figure out how you're going to exist in this much larger world, the high school at the bottom of the rung. And, and I guess in your fifties, um, you know, even if you're making a good living, you're, you know, you're facing the crush of college bills, uh, maybe the need to support your aging parents.